Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps and you'll get 20% off your next Built Bar order. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, November 30th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also follow my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good stuff being posted there every day as well. Alright ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. I hope you all had a great holiday weekend, a safe holiday weekend though. I know for all of my listeners from Illinois, there wasn't much to do. Uh, and there was even restrictions against a big family gathering for Thanksgiving, so... I hope everyone was able to stay safe and still have some fun. I hope everyone had a great meal with their close family. I know I had <laughs> entirely too much food myself... I was a part of two separate Thanksgiving dinners, one around 4 p.m. and then another around 7. So more, I had more than more than my fair share, you could say. Um, I'm sure you could check out the I'm Fat podcast by Jay Zawoski to hear about some great Thanksgiving grub. That's another podcast that Jay does where uh, essentially all he talks about is food. And I bring, uh, I bring Jay up because he was a guest on the podcast last week. I split up our conversation into two separate episodes. If you haven't checked those out yet, I definitely recommend doing so. It's always great to have Jay on for uh, a conversation. The former host, of course, of this very podcast. And we really talked about everything from the Blackhawks' decision to head into a rebuild to their goaltender situation, his interview with Stan Bowman, and also his book, The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the Chicago Blackhawks, also something I definitely recommend checking out. I was fortunate enough to be sent a copy from Jay, and right now I'm about two chapters in, and and it's very well wrote by Jay. Also jam-packed with just uh, a ton of awesome... Chicago Blackhawks history. So go buy Jay's book. It's available wherever books are sold. Once again, it's called The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the Chicago Blackhawks. It's part of the Big 50 series. And also go check out the pair of episodes that I dropped last week with Jay as my guest to hear uh, some great discussions, you know, about the Blackhawks and in the direction that they are heading as a team. Alright, let's get into a little bit of Blackhawks news that we have since the last episode dropped. That came before Thanksgiving. Uh, We have a lot of updates on some of the Blackhawks prospects that are currently loaned overseas. And I know this is also something that 
We've been talking about a bunch as of late, but that's what time of year it is. Can't really beat around the bush. We don't have any updates yet from the NHL regarding next season. I know this week is a big week, though. It's supposed to be uh, a huge week where they iron out a lot of details. Keep my fingers crossed when I say that. Um, But we we still don't have anything at the moment. And then the Blackhawks, they really haven't made any move in over a month. Um, Dylan Strom still has yet to sign his contract, as have like 30 other uh, restricted free agents from around the league. So things are just kind of in a drag right now around the National Hockey League. But things are back to normal right now over in Europe, and plenty of Blackhawks prospects are playing there right now on loans. But before we get into all of that, I spoke last week, actually last episode, about how Hawks forward Kirby Doc, he was just dominating Team Canada's World Juniors camp. Well, (laughs) Team Canada... They had a coronavirus outbreak, and Doc, along with the entire camp, was sent into a two-week quarantine. That occurred last Thursday, so they're not even a week into their quarantine yet. And the World Juniors were supposed to start sometime around Christmas. That's still the date they have, but it it could be moved. I'm not really sure what they're going to do with it. Um... But Team Canada, they're slated to get out of quarantine on the 10th of December. That would give them just about two weeks to practice before the tournament begins. That's a huge disadvantage to Team Canada. I know they still have a very talented bunch, probably the best roster for these World Juniors. But those two weeks the, uh, that they're going to miss, those are crucial for their their chemistry and their preparation, and it's also definitely not a good look for the tournament as a whole. Just less than a month before it's scheduled, there's a coronavirus outbreak. Um, as I said, I'm not sure if the tournament's going to be pushed back or anything. And also, I wonder if this outbreak makes the Blackhawks think twice about Kirby being over there with Team Canada. I wonder if they're considering bringing Doc back just to uh, avoid uh, another potential outbreak, him catching the virus, or just any of those kind of worst-case scenarios, because the last thing they want is Kirby missing any time in the regular season or anything close to it, and he's already going to be off the ice now for a full two weeks in quarantine, so I just wonder if the Blackhawks' front office is a little skittish about Doc remaining in Team Canada's World Juniors camp. And I wouldn't be surprised in the least to see him recalled before the tournament kicks off as a result of this outbreak. Okay, before I get into some updates on the Blackhawks' prospects overseas, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome flavors like salted caramel, German chocolate cake, peanut butter brownie, and they also have six new flavors, flavors which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are all covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low-calorie and low-sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber, and all of them are less than 180 calories. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps 
to get 20% off of your first order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our promo code LOCKEDON in all caps for 20% off your next Built Bar order. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at JackBushman2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and to follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcast and also on Twitter to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Alright, so I just finished up discussing the COVID-19 outbreak that occurred at Team Canada's World Juniors camp. Now it's time to talk about a couple of Blackhawks prospects that are currently playing on loans over in Europe. To start us off, top forward prospect Philip Kirishev. He's been playing very well for HC Logano in the National League. That's the top league in Kirishev's native country of Switzerland. In 12 games for Lugano, Kirishev has tallied 8 points, all of them being assists, which that certainly isn't a bad thing, 8 points in 12 games. It's just kind of odd for a guy who's been known more as a natural goal scorer to have just 8 assists and no goals through 12 games, but regardless of how he's getting them, I'll take it. Anything around a point per game in the NLA is considered very good. So, Kirishev, he was off to a hot start, but sadly, news broke this morning that Lugano also suffered a COVID-19 outbreak, just like Team Canada did at their World Juniors camp. And now, uh, Lugano, their whole team will be forced to go into quarantine for an undisclosed amount of time. That means Kirishev likely won't be playing a game for at least a week or two. That's tough to hear because he was playing so well in preparation for Blackhawks training camp, whenever that may be. Uh, And you know that the Blackhawks, they wanted Kirishev playing as much as possible, but now that plan has taken a bit of a hit because of Lugano's COVID-19 outbreak. Then we have some more news on forward prospect Brandon Hagel, who has quietly been climbing up the Blackhawks' prospect rankings the the last year or so. He played very well down in Rockford last season, and he earned a call-up in the Blackhawks' final game of the regular season. He's another guy who will be fighting for a spot in training camp. I actually think he could get a look early on because the Blackhawks, they like him. He's someone they always seem to talk about in terms of their forward prospects making the jump and the guys to look out for in the next wave of prospects. Um, and I guess for good reason, because Hagel, he just keeps on producing for HC Thurgo in the Swiss League. That's a second-tier league over in Switzerland, right behind the NLA. Hagel, he now has seven goals and seven assists through ten games to start the year. And I know that's happening, yeah, in Switzerland's second league. But regardless, you you would rather see Hagel succeed and produce rather than struggle. So good to see that he's off to a solid start in preparation for a push for 
uh, the Blackhawks opening night roster. I'm not sure that's going to happen just because there's already a limited number of spots. But as I said, I know the team in the front office, they, they like Hagel. So don't be surprised if he's the first player called up from Rockford early on in the regular season. Next on the list, we have Pius Suter, the Swiss forward that signed with the Blackhawks this offseason. He was recently bumped up to the National League after playing six games in the Swiss League, the same league that Brandon Hagel is now playing in. Uh, Suter, he was bumped up to the National League, the top division in Switzerland, and he rejoined his former team, the Zurich Lions. I guess they're no longer his former team since he rejoined them. Um, but he rejoined the Zurich Lions. That's the team he won the NLA MVP for last season. And on Saturday, Suter, he had two primary assists in Zurich's 5-1 victory. And that now gives him four points in as many games since rejoining the team. So he's right on pace with... Uh, He's right on with the point-per-game pace he had last season when he took home the NLA MVP. And, of course, the year before, Dominic Kubelik was the man who took home the NLA MVP. So the Blackhawks are hoping to see some similar success out of P.S. Suter as uh, Dominic Kubelik had last year. I'm not sure Suter's going to score 30 goals or anything, but I still believe the Hawks are looking for him to make an impact somewhere in the middle six next season. Last but not least, we have Antti Sorella, a 2019 fourth-round pick of the Blackhawks. He has been playing for Ives. I don't know if it's Ives or Ilves. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's I-L-V-E-S. Um, I'm going to pronounce it Ives. He's been playing for Ives in Finland's Liga. That's the top league over in Finland. I've mentioned that a couple of times in the past. Uh, Sorella, he's actually not there on a loan, unlike the other three guys. Sorella actually has signed with Ives in Finland's Liga. Uh, it's the team he played for last season, and he'll likely remain there next year as well. He signed a three-year deal. Um, but anyways, Sorella, he's off to a solid start. In 17 games, he has four goals and six assists for 10 points. But that's impressive because he's been playing mostly in a fourth-line role, averaging like... 10 minutes per game, but still producing. Um, but sadly, news broke on Friday that Sorella suffered an undisclosed injury and will be out for two to four weeks. He wasn't going to be making a push for uh, a roster spot in Rockford or Chicago in training camp or anything, but still sucks to hear that Sorella suffered an injury after playing so well early on. And he's another guy who has been quietly and slowly climbing up the Blackhawks' prospect rankings the last year or so. Both of the Blackhawks' fourth-round picks in 2019 have actually been doing that. Sorella and Michael Tepley, I think both of those guys have a legitimate shot at making the NHL and playing for the Blackhawks one day. And that doesn't happen too often with fourth-round picks. So it was definitely... Tough to hear that Sorella will be out for a couple of weeks. Hopefully it's nothing major and he'll be able to pick pick back up right where he left off whenever he returns. All right, I think that takes care of all the updates on some of the Blackhawks' top prospects over in Europe. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about some gambling odds for the 2020-2021 NHL season.
This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at TalkinHockey. Or you can also always email the Lockdown Blackhawks email, which is LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. For any questions you have about the show, the Blackhawks, or anything that has to do with their draft picks or their moves during the free agency period. Okay, so I just got done providing some updates on a couple of Blackhawks prospects playing over in Europe. Now, I wanted to have a little fun on the show today and talk about some of the gambling odds to win the Stanley Cup and whatnot for next year. And I I actually... I'm going to be bringing on a gambling guy on the show sometime soon to talk about these odds a little more. I think that's going to be a segment I'm going to be doing a bunch of in the future just because sports gambling is so big right now. So that's something to be looking out for in the future. I'm going to try to have him on the podcast later this week. But let's get into some of the odds for the NHL next year. So... According to Odd Shark, the best odds for the Chicago Blackhawks to win the Stanley Cup next season are plus 8,000, which means if you threw 25 on the Blackhawks and they somehow took home the Stanley Cup, that would be a nice little $2,000 payout. Of course, the Blackhawks aren't winning the Stanley Cup next season. I hate to break it to you. So this number should be untouchable. Like, if you're willing to put money down on the Blackhawks, that means you're just okay with, with throwing your money in the paper shredder, basically. Um, I've seen the Blackhawks at 6,000 on some sites, according to Odd Shark, but plus 8,000, that's looking like the best odds. But still, even at plus 8,000, you, you just can't be doing that. But right now, according to Odd Shark, the favorites to win the Stanley Cup next season are the Colorado Avalanche. They're at plus 700. And right behind them at plus 800 are the Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning. The St. Louis Blues, they're they're not too far behind. They're at plus 2,000. The Pittsburgh Penguins are plus 1,800. Philadelphia Flyers are plus 1,500. That's, that's, I can't believe they're ahead of St. Louis. That's really interesting. Washington's plus 2,000. Philadelphia ahead of those teams. That's really interesting. Who else has got pretty low? Dallas is plus 2,000. I'm just not sure they're going to be able to make a run like they did last season. They, I feel like... They got best-case scenario out of their goaltending with Anton Kudobin standing out of his head. I'm not sure, even with most of that core coming back, I don't know if they're going to be able to take home a Stanley Cup. The Boston Bruins are at plus 1,300. I wouldn't touch that with a stick. They just lost Tory Krug. Probably you're going to lose Zdeno Chara. Not really sure. Even if he does return, he's 42, 43. They lost a lot on their left side. Um, so I don't know if I, I would take Boston plus 1300. That just seems to, to be lower than St. Louis or Washington. I just don't think I agree with that right now. My favorite bets, I think St. Louis is plus 2000. It kills me to say as a Blackhawks fan, but I know they lost Petrangelo, but they added back with Tory Krug and they have essentially the same team. They won the Stanley cup with, they obviously have good chemistry. They're going to be a good team year in and year out. It's tough that they lost Vladimir Tarasenko, but that's pretty good value at plus 2000 for a, a team like the St. Louis blues, who, who I really think is going to make a push in the Western conference Vegas at plus 800. I think they're the dark horse to win the Stanley Cup. I know they're not so much of a dark horse because they're one of the favorites, but I think a lot of people looks at the 
the excuse me the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. They're definitely a team that could win it all. Plus eight hundred, not too bad. Being behind Colorado is kind of a shocker in my opinion. Colorado is absolutely loaded though, and they did only get better this offseason. They got Brandon Saad from us, of course. We don't need to talk about that trade too much. Colorado, I just don't know if they have the defense to do it. Obviously, they have the offense. Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, Miko Rantanen, they have a ton of depth behind them. Nazem Kadri was a force last year. I just don't know if they have the defense and goaltending to win it all. I really don't know, and I think Vegas does. Vegas went out and added Alex Petrangelo. They still have Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury in that. I know that may not be the tandem they have for long. I know they kind of been wanting to shed Fleury's salary, but with that that high of a number, I'm not sure they're going to be able to do so. And keeping Fleury, not so bad having both those guys for the playoffs, so... I think Vegas is probably the best bet here, plus 800. That's pretty enticing. I think they're just the deepest team in the National Hockey League, top to bottom. They have a great forward group. They got better defensively. They were already great defensively, and they added Alex Petrangelo to play with Shea Theodore. That's going to be a scary top pairing for Vegas. So I like Vegas at plus 800. Washington at plus 2,000 is kind of enticing. I don't know if the Islanders have a team to win the cup, but I think they really compete. They can compete for sure. They're plus 2,200. Kind of tough. We have to wait and see what happens with Matt Barzell still. Who else we got in here? Colorado plus 700, as I said. I like Colorado to win the cup, but plus 700 and the outright favorites. I don't know about that. Carolina plus 2,200. If they get some goaltending, they could be a team that can compete in the Eastern Conference Arizona is kind of a sleeper in the Western Conference for me, plus 5,500. That's a number that kind of entices me. I don't think they're winning a Stanley Cup, but I think they have a roster that could shock some people. I think they could be like a Dallas, potentially, and make a make a run. It's, it's the NHL. It's really all about if you get good goaltending and if your team gets hot at the right time. We've seen that with so many teams in the past. I mean, the Los Angeles Kings won the Stanley Cup as an 8th seed in 20, 2012, I believe, so... Anything can happen. It's really all about getting there. Um, as for some of the bad odds, Philadelphia plus 1,500. No, no, no. Pittsburgh plus 1,800. No, no, no. Toronto at plus 1,400. Ah, I still just have a hard time believing that defense is good enough to win a Stanley Cup. So I, I don't know if I'd take them at 1,400. If it was closer to 2,000, I think I'd take it. The New York Rangers at 2,800. I know they have a good team, but... There's no way they're winning a Stanley Cup. They're just a couple years too early into that rebuild. So 2,800, that's something I'd stay away from. Nashville at plus 3,300. I don't think Nashville's putting a run together. Montreal at plus 3,000 is just absurd. I know they shocked everyone and won a playoff series last season. So that that's probably why that number's a little bit high. But plus 3,000 to win the Cup. No way the Montreal Canadiens win the Stanley Cup next season. Shame on you if you're betting the Montreal Canadiens at plus 3,000. The Calgary Flames are that same number, and Calgary is way better, and they're in a way better place to make a run for the Stanley Cup than the Montreal Canadiens are. Same with the Carolina Hurricanes, plus 2,200. Pick them. Don't don't take the Montreal Canadiens. That's, that's a bad bet. Um, so I, I would just, if I were a betting man, I think... Here, I'd take Vegas. I like Vegas at plus 800. I know it's not the greatest payout, but I think they're just the deepest team in the league. I'd also probably take Tampa Bay. 
And then in the $2,000 range, I like the St. Louis Blues, and I also like the Washington Capitals. They still have most, as the Capitals I'm talking about, they still have a lot of that core that they won the Stanley Cup with. I know Brayden Hopi's gone, but he hasn't been a very goal, very good goaltender for Washington ever since he won the Stanley Cup, so that's not that big of a loss in my mind. And with that offense, plus they have some solid defenders as well, it's a good core group, a veteran core group that's been there and done that now that they've won a Stanley Cup. So I like Washington at plus 2,000, and I like St. Louis for the same reasons at plus 2,000. And they have a very good veteran group, obviously been there, done that. Ryan O'Reilly, he's a leader on and off the ice. He's basically everything you could want of out of your top line center. He wins faceoffs, can play the penalty kill. He's a great goal scorer. He can go to the front of the net and score gritty goals. He's grindy on the boards. He's just solid in every aspect of the game. If they can get Vladimir Tarasenko back, I don't know how big of a question mark that is. I know his career's kind of been talked about. If they give Vladimir Tarasenko back, they're as deep as any team in the National Hockey League. So I think I like the St. Louis Blues and the Washington Capitals at plus 2,000 and the Vegas Golden Knights and Tampa Bay Lightning at plus 800 to win the Stanley Cup for next season. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, November 30th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news from all 31 teams from around the league. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account at JackBushman2 or my Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, hit me on one of my two Twitter accounts, or call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until the next episode, thank you again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.